Hello, hola, Joni here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Moreno Dorado. A uh, quick clarification that um, about the conversation we have in this podcast, we bring up the topic Karen and uh, how it relates to the behavior of childhood trauma left untreated. We like to mention that um, a big part of this behavior uh, is also racism and white privilege. We, uh, Joe and I, are in no way professionals when it comes to dealing with mental health or even talking about it. It's merely an opinion that childhood trauma can possibly play a role in this toxic behavior that is quote-unquote Karen. But we just wanted to do a little quick snippet before we, you guys listen to the episode. But I do hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Moreno Dorado. <laughs> and today is a very special episode because there is a guest. I mentioned it before in my previous episode that I was going to invite Joseph, my boyfriend, and talk about a very sensitive topic, and that is being emotional and just like, yeah, dealing with your emotions, being intuitive with that uh, sensitive side and being men, being um, Hispanic men also. And so, yeah. Welcome in, Joe. Do you want to say hi? <laughs> Why you would choose me to talk about this topic is beyond me, but I'll give it a swing. I feel like I thought of you when I pictured this um, podcast going is because, I don't know, I feel like you're, um, you like, you're, you're being yourself most of the time. And there's been times where... I feel like you've mentioned that you're a little insecure of how you're perceived, not like quote-unquote masculine. Well, I think I'm really insecure about how people, if they take me the wrong way, because like you said, I am who I am, and and some people, it just doesn't translate well with some people. Yeah, and I felt like, I don't know, like you're... But I think a lot of people can relate to that, actually, now that I think about it. You're really smart, so I feel like you'd Tell be... Tell me about it. <laughs> you would be great to talk about uh, these things with and and also being a gay um, Hispanic man would be awesome to bring that into the mix, you know? Of course. It's a topic that I've always wanted to talk about. I know I've, I've wanted to um, mention it on my other podcast, but I feel like having someone that's there and shares different types of emotions with me would be pretty awesome, you know? Cause it's like there's one thing like you're emotional like by yourself like awesome cool you're sad alone mm -hmm. but then like you're also emotional with me and we're both um queer latino so i don't know it'd be cool just talking about emotions and our genders and our sexuality and our race all in together of course you know? but yeah welcome this is the first time you're here hopefully not the last and hopefully people don't hate you by the end of this. <laughs> I'm, well, like I said, I'm pretty sure people, I don't translate well. So I'm pretty sure people, I don't know. Let's see. Dork. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess something that can be talked about a little bit is how do you perceive emotions? Like, do you think it's like a certain way people act? Is it like how people um think of something like what do you think of when you think of someone being emotional i think different things about people being emotional um it it really depends it really does depend because i feel like emotion is like our outlet just like people have creative outlets and just either you're you're taught to suppress your emotions or you're you're taught to like bring it out i was just talking to someone just the other day who who lets it out but in a very like um victim type of way and then there's other people who just don't express emotions at all because that's just how they feel safe mm -hmm. so it depends on how you feel safe it depends on how you if you let yourself feel vulnerable have you experience some sort of like uh, something in your life where you're like 
you don't want to be connected to that emotional side. Like you've noticed that you're emotional or you experience emotion and that it's, it's someone tell you like, no, men don't do that or it's too feminine. Do you have like one specific memory that comes to mind when thinking about that topic? When it comes to emotions, not so much, especially when I was younger, I feel like I've often like was if I was crying, like, why are you crying for you're crying like a baby? Stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned well, as I got older, I realized what I carried with me into adulthood was temper tantrums mm. because it wasn't like it wasn't checked as a child. So I grew well into my 20s throwing temper tantrums. Mm. Why couldn't I get my way? One of the memories that I remember is um, when I was younger, my dad growing up, he's very emotional. He's a Pisces. And I don't know if you guys believe in that sort of stuff, but um, he was very intuitive with his emotions. He wasn't afraid to cry if he needed to, um, whatever was happening at that time. And I remember one night he was crying for some reason. I don't remember exactly what he was crying about, but I remember him like bawling. Um, We were in my room and he was just crying on the couch because I had a little couch in my room. I think I was like 10 or 11. And what I remember about emotions when I attach it to that memory is feeling guilty, is feeling like ashamed or like embarrassed almost because I had this idea that men had to be strong, they had to be um, like hold themselves up and not really show any weakness, which is obviously toxic. But like I saw him kind of like breaking down and I I don't wanna say it because it's kind of sad, but like it it embarrassed me in a way because I was just like, why are you acting like this? Like you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be, you know, this person that doesn't crack or whatever. And so when I'm younger, um, I kind of distance myself from being emotional because I saw how my dad was so attached to that part of him and I didn't want to be anything like him. I remember telling myself, I'm like, I am going to grow up and I'm not going to feel any emotions because it, it looks embarrassing. Like it doesn't look good. Okay, I get what you're saying. So I guess growing up i feel like the emotions that i was shown were it was either extreme sadness or extreme anger and from the the role models in my life i guess where they were never taught so it was never taught to me how to control that and how to express it because you know, emotions are energy at the end of the day, and they need to like come out and be let out. And I, I get, and it was never really shown how to express myself in that way. In a healthy I, I way, I honestly had to teach myself. Yeah, in a healthy way, because I could see that also being an issue with my dad. Like maybe he was bawling so like viciously that one night or multiple nights that I remember, because like how you said, you didn't, you didn't have a specific way to let out an emotion or something you know um so he kind of just like let it all out he just he kind of like word vomit it just all came out at once um but yeah that's when i think of like early emotions i i picture that i also picture when i was younger um a lot of people didn't like me because i I told it how it was like if I didn't like a specific sport or if I didn't like a specific thing that was going on around me I would be like no that that I don't like that that kind of sounds boring or that this isn't fun and I was very verbal um I was not afraid to just say how I felt emotionally if I was tired then I would verbally say it if I was annoyed then I would verbally say it um so I guess do you think that's a healthy um, thing to have as a kid growing up, like just being able to express yourself emotionally, even if it's like sad or bitter or angry or annoyed. 
you think that's um, something that should be like worked on or um well everyone needs work work done it <laughs> depends course. on how the child expresses themselves mm -hmm. of course right because if the child is screaming yeah obviously there's something going on at the house where like this child needs to this child i was actually watching a, um, one of those karen videos which i hate watching because oh, they're, they're so bad for your so your psyche yeah um th this grown woman was throwing a temper tantrum in a store and they're recording her and the only thing that can go through my mind was this poor little girl she's a grown woman but this poor little girl who probably had to throw temper tantrums just to be seen just to be heard growing up and that was her way of expressing herself, her emotions. And it wasn't checked as a child because, you know, like, and I, I was actually reading about it not too long ago, where if a kid is throwing the temper tantrum, the best thing they do is just give them a hug. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like these Karen videos give me so much anxiety when you watch them social media platforms i feel like i agree with you like these people sort of just need to like be hugged or like listened to because it's something in their past or they didn't get to um get their emotions checked when they were younger kind of like how you mentioned earlier like they're they're throwing a, a tantrum when they were younger and they're still doing it now and i feel like that's uh, an expression of like negative toxic emotions like you shouldn't be able to do that sure it's okay to have feelings and we shouldn't even be watching the videos to be honest with you. they're so bad for you <sighs> but it's because they just come on on tiktok i know and but it's just... and it's a, like toxic behavior so addictive i know i know like it's like one of those things where like you just watch one and you have to keep watching it's the worst thing ever um but i i feel like you feel bad for them because like I see a human in it, regardless, even if they're being racist, like, I still see a human being that went wrong. It's kind of like, we care for kids in this society, but then once the kid gets a certain age, that kid is just an asshole. Mm -hmm. But that kid had to start somewhere. So it's like, I see, I see a human in everybody. Of course, we're all humans. Unless there are aliens in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like... Uh, I guess that's that. That's what I um, associate like emotions. Like um, when I think of when I was younger, or even now, like um, people aren't attached to their emotions as they should be. A lot of people like to either one bottle them up and then like explode like a Karen, or to never deal with them at all. And I feel like those two things should be addressed like what do you think of like therapy with emotions do you feel like it helps or it just depends on that one person it depends on the person definitely um i went to i went to therapy when i was younger i think it was like in the seventh grade or something um i went to therapy they made me go to therapy um so as a kid in therapy um, I was joined with by my mother some sessions and my dad other sessions so when I'm in therapy as a kid they focus on my problems and how other members of my family kind of like how they contributed to my problems so it kind of made me feel like I was the reason mm. for all of my family's unhappiness because mm -hmm. i was a kid i don't know they just stuck me in a room with this lady and so it made me feel like all the problems were because of me even though my mom had seven kids yeah. it was all because of me but now as an adult i've been to therapy and i found it very very helpful i actually want to go to therapy i think you should now. even if you think you're healthy i, I still think yeah. you should see a therapist just because you, you never know what do you have to lose? An hour? An hour a week? If I find out that I'm like a psychopath. Um, <laughs> I think we are. Wow. You're going to do me like that on national radio. Five people <laughs> listen to this. Relax. Five people in the US. One in Canada. One is me and one is your mother. <laughs> I can't with you. 
No, I get you. Like, I feel like, and then, how do you think of like, what do you think of um, the use of emotion and like how you mentioned like um, people acting out with their emotions as adults um, on like TV and like media. Like, I these- hate watching reality TV. Yeah. I think Desperate Housewives or Housewives or any type of reality TV like that. I don't understand when people say that when people are watching them and and, and, uh, posting on social media about them, I feel bad for that person's posting about them because I just feel like shows like that are so toxic Mm -hmm. and it normalizes that type of behavior. Mm -hmm. I saw a clip of Housewives and they're all sitting at a table and talking trash about each other. And it dawned on me, like, why would I go? Because eating food is so sacred. (laughs) You should only eat food with people you love. To be honest with you, why would you go sit and have a drink and ha- eat with people you don't like? That that just that's so it, it. I was I was I was shocked. I know, and it's like we judge the people that are in front of the cameras for lashing out because they do they lash out. That's them. They're, we're not blaming the edit, like RuPaul likes to say. But I'm saying like the the mastermind behind all that is like the producers and ultimately us as viewers obviously me and you don't watch that stuff but like the people who do actually view that and no offense to anyone who watches that you know everyone's guilty pleasure but like we're feeding into that energy that negative energy and we're feeding off to this idea that it's okay to lash out with your emotions like that you know and and it's probably it might be fake maybe 50 percent of the time that's why it's so hard to fix yourself Mm -hmm. when you think you need fixing because fixing yourself can be so hard and so boring and it's so much easier to just go back to tiktok and watch the videos and or watch housewives just like forget about everything watch everything out yeah because it's so mind-numbing yeah i used to be obsessed with the bad girls club oh i look gosh. back and like what was i thinking and how was your life different from then and now i was i was horrible <laughs> i was horrible do explain i remember I remember being very mean. Like, people liked me because I was funny, because I was mean. Mm-hmm. Like, my my sarcasm and my sassiness, I did it at the expense of others. But that was, looking back, that was that was me trying to, oh, I made you guys laugh. You must love me, you must like me. So, I'm going to keep being mean, because you guys love me, you guys like me. You're getting attention from it. Exactly. I was getting the wrong attention. Now... I'm just me. I don't care. I really, I don't care how many friends I have. And um, I barely want to hang out with the ones I have. <laughs> what do you think of like, like how you mentioned the sassiness and how it's tied to gay culture? Like, usually people see. I thought about. Negative, I thought about. Know? Do people see this as negative? Sometimes. Sometimes they want it because it's like very like entertaining but that's still negative like you want you want to see me be sassy because it's entertaining and that's i know i get it there's shows like will and grace who put the sassy Mm -hmm. gay character up there Mm -hmm. and then for a long time in hollywood that's all you saw a gay person do yeah is a sassy gay guy stereotypical getting the coffee yeah right Uh uh-huh and that for a long time i guess I guess the gay community was upset about that. They wanted more. Yeah. Because you're more than just a sad coffee cup. Exactly. I was thinking about this the other day. I was looking at 90s, early 2000 movie covers. The whole cast is white. Mm -hmm. And if they have a black person... But if they have a black person, that that black person is really, really black. Like Mm. the darkest black person they could find in Hollywood. They never wanted to bring it as close to being light-skinned or anything like that i and i have a feeling that had to like that had something to do with like separating the two races Mm. and i think that also you can say the same thing about gays with straights in films Mm -hmm. the gayer the better because you can't just put someone especially back in the 90s who's gay you can't just kind of gay or is he gay yeah no he's totally flamboyant he's different than the straight exactly counterpart yeah what were we talking about again (laughs) how you think of like 
sassiness emotions tied to like gay stereotypical like is it negative is it something that you can could relate to i don't know i'm pretty sure there's people out there that find it negative mm-hmm. sure um you know because in the gay community there's we're supposed to be so loving and everything but once you get in the gay community it's like the worst community to be in it's but people are toxic. so mean yeah people are really mean people are mean there's like those gay guys who don't acknowledge the gay community and then there's the gays who are in the gay community so it's like uh i don't know so i don't look at it as a bad thing i think people should be who they want to be I feel, but i can definitely I, I, I do feel like there's people out there that are you totally see that huh? i don't know why i feel like um maybe it's kind of like how we mentioned earlier with the karens where they didn't connect emotionally or adjust their emotions as a kid obviously because gay people have to hide themselves for forever until they come out and even after they come out um they still have to feel like they have to limit themselves from being themselves so maybe that's why the community is so toxic in certain points because not every every place or every community uh, within the queer community is toxic um, but a majority of it is you know like people on grinder or people at clubs those places in itself are toxic so do you think it's the place or because they didn't check their emotions because they weren't able to you know they weren't able to be around other gay people and you know, I don't, how to interact i wouldn't get into the conversation of grinders toxic or gay clubs or bars or anything like that's toxic because i believe just do what makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anybody but when it comes to like your personality i think you're asking about um and maybe being too flamboyant i think that all starts with you like who you are as an individual um i think you mentioned before in your podcast or maybe not i don't know but i'm gonna say it anyways Um, you dated somebody in high school that was too flamboyant. Mm -hmm. Because that says so much because you weren't really out of the closet then. That says so much about you and how you felt as a gay man and wanting to be accepted by your peers. You don't want to come off as flamboyant, yet you're dating someone who was and that was a problem for you. I don't care if I'm masculine or feminine or whatever you want to label me because I'm comfortable with who I am. Let's say if I wasn't comfortable for a long time, actually, I wasn't comfortable with being feminine for a very long time. Um, And I didn't like that aspect in other gay men. I didn't. Now I don't give a shit. But before I didn't, I I actually didn't like that. Mm -hmm. I tried so hard not to be too feminine, especially when it mattered the most like around people like important people or people that I deemed important mm-hmm. um yeah I, tr- I, tr- I tried although I do believe that it's um, fairly obvious I feel like it's not that obvious it's pretty you, obvious you have your little quirks where you cross your legs or like you know your arm gets a little loose but I feel like you're just comfortable like uh, anyone does that I've, I've seen Plenty of straight men cross their legs and give a little limp wrist sometimes, you know? I feel like it's just another stereotypical thing that people add on to the the negativity of being quote-unquote feminine and flamboyant. And I want to refer, refer back to the story that you mentioned of um, me dating someone that was flamboyant and that was in high school, that was senior year. And I don't think I've actually mentioned it. I think my first episode I did briefly um where i said that i felt bad because i left that relationship um abruptly because of the fact that he was feminine um yeah but what i'm saying is it all starts with you yeah how you feel about yourself i was insecure about myself because i didn't know who i was at the time you know i didn't know if i wanted to be masculine or feminine or be judged by people around me like i grew up not having any friends so what i wanted to do is wanted to fit in i didn't want to stand out know and so with that person right next to me i felt like i was standing out i felt like i was going to be targeted for a hate crime or something um i think i was in a relationship like that in high school too he was it, was, it lasted like it was one of those high school things like over my lunch time you know <laughs> no i don't know oh. 
<laughs> we had a couple of those. Much. Kim K. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh yeah, he was just too feminine for me. Way too feminine, and I just didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. And, about that. and you gotta you gotta think of it this way: like in the early two thousands, or even like late before two thousand ten. I feel like after 2010, everything kind of like started fluctuating a little bit more towards like the feminine and being okay with the emotions. Um, but before then, when we were in high school, middle school, elementary, it was just very like, we gotta be masculine. Like that's just the way it is. Like, especially if you're Hispanic, um, in our culture, we are raised to think that men need to be the providers. They need to be the people that, um, bring the state stability and we're not able to crack we're not able to be in touch with our emotion and our feminine side because there's plenty of guys that are straight and are feminine you know why don't they get any backlash from it if anything they get praised you know like yes you're a feminist i'm like uh, we've been feminists since you know we were younger but because we're gay it comes off a little bit more oh you're like a feminine gay like you know but if you're a straight feminine you're awesome you're in touch with your emotions so like what do you think of like that separation that that you have with like you being um, like hispanic and your emotions not being connected with you as a man like you're not able to feel your emotions did anyone tell you specifically because of your race because you mentioned earlier that no one really told you because you're a boy you shouldn't be feminine but what about like your race do you remember seeing any uncles or, or brothers or your dad or anyone in the family like not being in touch with their emotions so they kind of have to like i've been told like be a man like mm-hmm. stuff like that um that i never at the time growing up i always took it as like oh they know i'm gay but I don't know. I never really thought about when it comes to my culture because no one, especially the especially the men, didn't show any emotions in my family, my mom's side or my dad's side. I couldn't even talk at the dinner table. I know you mentioned that the other day. Like, why do you feel like it was that? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. I've tried to figure it out, but we, I come from um, Hispanics who who just grew up to be tough, to get the job done and just be tough. Was it their, like, the, the society they grew up in, like the area? Probably. Because the area... I'm sure it wasn't easy. I'm yeah. most likely sure it wasn't easy. Wherever you grow up, you kind of have to adapt to that um, environment. And even if you are Hispanic and a man and straight and you're feminine, you kind of have to be perceived as like tough if you live in a more of a difficult environment, you know, or depending on your job, too. Have you ever like had a job where you like you felt like you needed to be a little bit more masculine? No, people love me. (laughs) Everyone loves you wherever you work. You give people hugs and you put quartz up their buttholes <laughs> to make them feel better. You're like, here, shove this up your butt. It's going to make your energy positive no. today. Can you stop? You were going to actually think that I shove things up people's butts and I do not. I mean, you do sometimes, but not, not quartz. No, I don't. <laughs> um, I, I can remember a time I was a security guard for two years. Um, not that there can't be any like feminine or gay security guards but it's very rare like when you go into that field you need to be perceived as one not only masculine but two tough i met gay mechanics how where that's like rare what are you talking about i want them to go the guy who changed my oil one time when we were over there charged me like a hundred dollars he was totally gay he was not yes he was (laughs) he's wearing an earring and everything (laughs) straight people can't wear earrings (laughs) <laughs> not he had really good eyelashes too i'm telling you he was gay <laughs> that's just genetics that's just genetics but anyways i forgot where you're at <laughs> i remember <coughs> excuse me i remember being in a job and having to give off this masculine energy because i had to because i was quote unquote like the um 
the one in charge if anything wrong happens or if I needed to kick out something, basically the authority of the building. And so I had to cover myself for a long time and it kind of felt uncomfortable. And then I also bring up the idea of like having to come out like to your employers like every single time you find a new job, like the anxiety of just like not being able to be yourself emotionally and sexually. And just you see, I don't have that problem at all. You're just yourself, and people just assume you're gay. I don't tell people I'm gay. I we have. They just assume. I'm telling you, they really do love me at work. So we have conversations, and all I have to say is, oh yeah, I went to my boyfriend's house this weekend. Mm. Never had to come out to your door. No, I've never I'm jealous. Sit down and be like, okay. A lot. I had to do that every single time I was. I'm working somewhere new. Like it's like it leads on like two weeks. That is so dramatic. Just, just be like, oh, it. he's cute. Just be like, oh, that guy's cute. Mm. Then they're gonna be like, um, I think you're gay. <laughs> I think if you like penis, <laughs> you might be a little gay. <laughs> Just a little more than me. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. I'm so in touch with my sexuality, my emotions, and um, you're a Scorpio as well. How do you feel like put us together? Your, not, damn. <laughs> how do you feel with like your horoscope? Does that have to do something with like your emotions or how you feel? Your when feelings? I was younger, like my early twenties, I paid a lot of attention to that. A lot of it. Do I believe in it still? Sure. Do I have? Do I think the stars and everything have something to do with? Of course. Just like the moon controls the tides, mm-hmm. the placements of the planets control our. Yeah, definitely. Totally. My mom's a Cancer. You've met her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> she's a lovely woman. She is, but she'll be the first to admit she's very emotional. Yeah. My best friend Chris is a Cancer. Need I say more? <laughs> Hi, Chris, if you're listening. Probably because Joe's on this episode. He's probably rolling his eyes and being like, fucking bitch. You're airing my dirty laundry on national radio. No, but Chris has gone through a lot, so first he... No, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. (laughs) You're like, no, he's just like... What were we talking about again? (laughs) Horoscopes and your, like, signs. Okay, in my early 20s, I paid a lot of attention to that. But as I got older, I started realizing, like, I relied too much on it instead Mm. of just meeting somebody and just getting along with them mm-hmm. but i know damn well to stay away from leos <laughs> we all had, okay but what i'm saying oh is gosh, leos. it's just well, how do i feel about my school i don't know I don't, I don't feel as proud to be a scorpio as i did when i was younger mm. because i was so ego about it like i'm a scorpio yes this is me I this is who i am but i also realized you know what you you play the, you play the cards you're dealt and um, this is my life. I take full control and responsibility for it. Um, I used to be able to be like, mm, I'm, I'm like this because I'm a Scorpio. Mm. Or I'm like this because my moon is a Gemini. Mm-hmm. I used to be like that. But now I'm more... Whatever. No, if I'm, having, if I'm having a bad day, I sit there at my desk at work and I say, God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me today? Because mm-hmm. this one's a tough one. Instead of being like, fuck, I wish I wasn't a Scorpio. I wouldn't be taking this so hard. I'm glad you brought that um, the topic of God into it because I also want to bring up spirituality and, and how it connects with emotions, um, especially in a community. But first, I want to also talk about how do you feel about people shaming Scorpios because they're so passionate? Is that a like bad emotion that someone should have? First of all, if anyone's going to be shaming a Scorpio, they, like need too to, passionate. they need to look in the mirror first and <laughs> forgive themselves. It sounds like a Leo would probably write that, huh? <laughs> yes, but I feel like Scorpios get such a bad rep, but mm-hmm. we're so loyal. We're so loving. If you're on our good side, you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you have a friend for life. What about bad? The bad? stuff. I mean, the Scorpio has a stinger at the end. It's gonna and it sneaks up on you when you least expect it. And best believe we're gonna get our last word. Mm-hmm. Always, we're in charge. You and I are Scorpios, and we've never been in an argument before, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we were, <gasps> you think it would be bad? Like you'll probably explosive. Cry. You'll probably cry. Uh, uh, I'll probably be crying. Oh, 
gosh. You better not make me cry ever. <laughs> you better not. I'm gonna hold you accountable. He said he's not gonna make her cry. No, but um, I'm yeah. emotional though. I cry. I. It's funny because I said that my dad cried a lot, and I kind of got embarrassed. But I'm the type of person that cries, like for the dumbest thing. I'm very in touch with my emotions. I'm not afraid of them, but I would rather not show them. Um, so I believe you when you say you would make me cry. I'm the type of person that like, I like confronting. Kind of like we had that experience at, at Wingstop with the girl who almost got <laughs> got down with me because she brushed you and she kind of gave you attitude, and I I gave her attitude back. Like, I come off as like strong and like I want to protect people, but I at the same time like I hate like interaction and what is it called like when I don't like interaction I hate like you know like where you nervous. where you have to like be aggressive towards someone because like you have to protect that. yourself like I get like shaky and like I want to cry I'm the type of person that hates fighting me I keep it short and simple if someone's trying to argue with me I look at them and be like I don't give a fuck <laughs> and I Next. walk on yeah. and I just continue my day I feel like everyone should sort of be like that because but people because their ego people gets drag, involved yeah and, like, they drag it on like they want to be the last person to say something or to sting the other person harder and their ego gets in the way and I feel like you're just gonna re- I hate this word but you're just gonna relax <laughs> take a chill pill do what Joseph just said just you know fuck you I don't get what you say you ain't paying no bit my bills paying no bitches no mine and just walk away you know but it's hard sometimes you just don't want to slap someone because you let all these emotions bottle up and you're just gonna like need a There's word vomit on there a few things I'll let raise my blood pressure and arguing with a stranger is not one of them I just don't like when people fuck with people that I love you know like if you're gonna be rude to someone that I know me I'm the complete opposite <laughs> like if what? if someone was rude to someone I care about I sit back and like what are you gonna say to them now what do you mean? Like, like you let your... I'd rather watch, like, if it's my sister, because I know my sister can get down. Of course, like, they're going to defend themselves. And I'm the type where I'm just like, let Ooh. me know if you need me. You're just, like, eating the popcorn in the pack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like, bringing it back to the spirituality reference, what do you think of, like, being spiritual and tying it with emotion? Like, you see a lot of videos of, like, people um being emotional once they get like connection with a higher entity whether that's god or whoever they believe in like do you feel like emotions are connected to spirituality or it's just like because spirituality is so welcoming and it feels good it just brings up like emotions and like happiness and stuff like that because when i think of spirituality i it has a lot to do with emotions like you're letting things out whether it's bad or you're thanking someone for your day or for your blessings that in itself is an emotion happiness and sadness so when people pray like oh please um but emotions i feel like are just like one small part yeah but it has to play a part of it like sure when you go to church or somewhere you feel happy afterwards right or when you help someone, you feel empowered because you help spread kindness. Okay, so let's keep it simple here. I've learned over my years, my 30 years of life. Mm-hmm. She's almost 31 on November 5th. Mm-hmm. Two more weeks. Okay, so I've learned that there's two types of emotion in the world. And then each emotion has like these different branches off of them. But there's love and then there's fear. Mm-hmm. Everything else comes from love and fear. Whether you're getting up to go to work in the morning, that's an emotion right there. Whether you want to or not. Or celebrating a birthday party, I don't know. Or burying someone. Mm. Those are all emotions. Mm-hmm. Love and fear. And they yeah. can both make you cry. Mm-hmm. They can both scare the shit out of you. <laughs> I hate love. That's no, the worst part, I know. Because they really do go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like the joy, for example, is probably people describe it as the most um, terrifying emotion that they can possibly feel because it goes with like oh, something bad's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Everything's going so good right now, something bad's bound to happen. Um, what were we talking about again? <laughs> oh my gosh, you forget everything we're talking about. I do. 
Um, we were talking about spirituality and emotions, but you kind of um, you did. look uh, being spiritual, becoming spiritual, which I don't even like to label myself as spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helped me. It's helped definitely helped me express my emotions way more. Definitely. It's helped me like lay in bed at night and be like, you know what? I should really apologize to Carol at work because mm-hmm. calling her a fat bitch <gasps> was not no body shaming here. Was not something that I wanted to do, and it's not. <laughs> But you individual. did. But I did it, and I really, I need to forgive first. Joseph, forgive yourself. But yeah, spirituality has definitely um, opened the door to your different exactly. like, expressing your emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's in a good way, you know? Like, I'm not saying it's a bad way or, you know, like, it's definitely, I feel like once you're connected spiritually to whatever you want to believe in, it definitely opens, opens up a lot of emotions, and, and that's good because you're able to let them out. Even if you pray something, you know, your bad day for it to go well or for you to get a job interview or whatever the case is, like you're letting certain emotions out and that's good no matter who you're connecting with at the end of the day. So I feel like that's, I don't know, something that everyone should go through. I feel like that's why another reason why I thought of you to be a good fit for this specific topic was because when I met you, you were very spiritual, like you had different beliefs you know and like healing and like uh, tarot reading and like different forms of kind of like create an energy that can make people feel better or safe because those are also emotions you know feeling safe feeling how you mentioned joyish and emotional like i feel like you're very connected you're very connected with yourself spiritually and like just i don't know like physically like you knew how to something was wrong with you or if you felt like you were getting angry or certain feeling a certain way you just you journaled you know you let your emotions out in a journal or you listen to a podcast that kind of like talked about um different sorts of ways of bringing your vibration down and like settling up or yeah up i guess i'm thinking of it as like being upset or something so like that's why i thought of you for being a perfect fit for this because i don't know intuitive and you have that um connection to yourself and the earth and the universe and life that most people don't you know mm-hmm. so like i feel like yeah you're perfect for this and i feel like our conversation has been going well and i love it and i'm glad i brought you on um i do want to talk about a little bit uh, more about like being hispanic emotions because that's something that i want to bring to the table a lot because um it's a part of who i am um definitely grew up very hispanic and i know spanish and um i was ashamed of my culture when i was younger my skin tone as i mentioned in the last episode um but i want to tie it in like how how do you feel like society pushing the hispanic idea of him being masculine and not just hispanic it's i think it's everybody yeah that's what i mentioned a lot of people have to put themselves in this like masculine like breadwinner um type of mentality if they're a man and not saying that we're like boohoo like we're men we get it like much worse than everyone no like there's obviously women other people get um well look i didn't i didn't study the culture like you did and i know I'm not ashamed that I don't know too much about my culture. I'm not because just I was brought up by that. So I don't know too much about that. But what I can say is we're living in a very important time right now where that's slowly coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're witnessing it. So what, what it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I know that there's pressure put on me to be masculine and that no i get you i feel like you brought a, a good topic up the that everything's ending um especially for hispanic oh, men we're living at such a good moment i feel I like believe it god god has chosen us to live during this moment oh, a gosh. pandemic riots 
we're living. Uh, yeah, Harvey it's... Weinstein is in jail. Let's celebrate. <laughs> things are happening, and things are happening fast, and it's changing. Way too fast. Way too fast. And like, I like how you mentioned that because it has been changing, and it definitely will continue to change. Just and... look how things were in high school. How bad everything was in high school. Mm-hmm. How like homophobic people were. And boom, Lady Gaga comes out. Everyone's gay. Well, Madonna and all that. I'm joke. That's obviously a joke. But what I'm saying is a lot changed since 2008. Yeah, that's why I mentioned earlier. Like after 2010, things kind of like like skyrocketed into a good direction. That people are able to be emotional, able to be feminine, able to be masculine, able to be gender fluid, able to be transsexual, able to be whatever they wanted to be. And um, and I'm sorry. I think it's transgender, not transsexual. It's not the term but um you're able to just be yourself you know and if that means being emotional being gay queer latinx emotion then that's okay and like to answer your the question that i asked you um i feel like i wasn't really pressured to be a certain way as a latino because of how i mentioned my dad was very emotional he like like the last person to be like that's what you're getting i was never pressured to be more latino yeah exactly i was never because we're we're perceived on tv and media like oh we're like very spicy like we need to be sassy or we get what we want and like men are very like one-sided they come home they don't cook they don't help their wives they just you know sleep breathe another kid and then go to work so like were you able you said that you weren't pressured or anything to be like that and i feel like i wasn't either so i feel like we were kind of like privileged in being able to be emotional um like boys because not a lot of people could do that a lot of people are ashamed but again in their families growing up though i not intentionally but i let my family know i was gay growing up what really I've told you these stories. Have you? Yes. Please remind and enlighten me again. I will if you let me finish talking. <laughs> oh, no. thank you. Oh, sassy. So, back to what I was saying was, unintentionally, I've let my family know I was gay by the way I behaved growing mm. up. So there are moments where they were like, "Why did you do this the way like this?" And I would sit there and be like, "I don't know." I remember my mom, or was it my mom or my dad? But there was an incident growing up where I tried on a Halloween wig and one of my parents said, I don't remember who, now it's bugging me. I think it was my mom though. She said, I think she questioned why I was wearing the wig. I was like seven, six years old, by the way. And she's like, it's okay. You can be whatever you want when you grow up. And... I think my dad caught me listening to like really pop girl music. Spice Girls? No. Britney Spears? No. And I think there's. No. (laughs) And I think that was a question too as to what I was doing. But yeah. Mm -hmm. You, yeah, so you didn't have it hard, but you also didn't have it easy. Like, obviously, we all had. Like our our struggles that we had to go through growing up, not being a hundred percent ourselves. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to like also bring that up. Like, there's Hispanics that you know aren't as privileged as us, and they do have this very strict culture that they need to follow, especially under like Catholicism. Um, that in itself is a very toxic religion. I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but there's I don't know what that is. Being Catholic? Oh. Catholicism? I thought you were talking about something else. I mixed myself up. No, like, being Catholic is very, very toxic. Sorry for anyone. And that's, like, a majority of us Hispanics. Like... I don't think it's toxic. Mm. Let me let me correct you. Because okay. I don't think it's toxic. I think the religion is what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's the people who put so much power into it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the families who... Because I grew up thinking, like, 
God doesn't care if I call God a she. Mm. But then, like, if you say that to your Catholic grandma, she's like, oh, you're going to hell. You know God is a woman. So what I'm saying is, like, that that's what I'm talking about. It's the people. It's not the religion. It's the people who put so much power into God and not into themselves. Because yeah. God starts within you. I don't know if you know that, but God, God's within you. And it's all about self-love. No, man, you see, that's awesome. Like, I wouldn't have had thought about it that way. I'm, like, easily just... I've seen, obviously, the toxicness. I've seen the... I've learned through history and culture studies from school, like, all the things that they've done wrong, you know, for especially with Native um, Indigenous people from the U.S. when they came over, the Spanish came over. So I have all this negative idea from it, but I, I wouldn't think of it as, like, the not necessarily like the religion and so that's why i brought you on here because you have that like you know two side uh with your intuition and your spirituality we're able to see that it's not necessarily the the religions the people and the people use it wrong you know that's why i brought you here you're amazing you're incredible you're prosperous you're beautiful what up you're smart sexy <laughs> and i think this is where we're gonna end our conversation it's a good hour long and it kind of it was it was great i feel like i got all the points that i wanted to cross out and if you have anything else to say if you want to say it no my relatives are kicking in so we gotta go oh we gotta go that's our cue thank you so much for listening to another episode of moreno dorado and i hope you enjoy it and thank you joe for coming in and doing a very long and extensive and deep dive into emotions within latinx queer men culture so next episode is gonna be a little bit lighter i hope but joe's not gonna be with us r.i.p just kidding he's just not gonna be here but thank you again for coming and yeah love you bye <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.